Hello and welcome to the podcast of Canadian Serbian Sun Magazine, a program about Serbs and Serbian culture which is intended for people around the world. This program will be led by myself, a Sun collaborator, actor and director Mladen Obradović, and Kristina Bijelić, musician and philologist. In this episode, we'll talk about the cultural heritage sites of Serbia, which are under the protection of UNESCO. UNESCO is the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization. UNESCO's International World Heritage Program aims to identify, protect and preserve the world's natural and cultural heritage, which is invaluable to humanity. From 1979 until today, a total of 11 Serbian cultural monuments have been included on the UNESCO World Heritage List. And they are. Within Stari Ras and Sopočani, the remains of the medieval town of Ras from the first half of the 12th century, St. Peter's Church from prior to the 10th century, Djurjevi Stupovi Monastery from circa 1170, and Sopočani Monastery from the second half of the 13th century, all added to the list in 1979. And among the medieval monuments in Kosovo and Metohija, as well as some parts of central and southern Serbia, it includes the Studenica Monastery from the 12th century, added in 1986, the Visoki Dechani Monastery from 1327 to 35, added in 2004, the Church of the Holy Virgin of Ljevish from 1306-7, the Patriarchate of Pech Monastery from the 13th century, and the Gračanica Monastery from 1321, all added in 2006, the Gamzigrad Felix Rumeljana archaeological site from the 3rd century, added in 2007, and Stechci, three sites of medieval tombstone graveyards, added recently in 2016. So far, the Serbian government has proposed some more sites to be added to the list, which will be decided by the commission of this organization. Some of the proposals are Sarićingrad, Jerdap National Park, Manasija Monastery, Shar Mountains National Park, Smederevo Fortress, Rajac, Deli Blato Sands, Javoljavaroš and Tara National Park. The architectural complex of Stariras, together with the nearby Church of the Holy Apostles Peter and Paul and the Monastery of Sopoceni and Djurjevi Stupovi, is on the UNESCO World Heritage List as a united, protected entity called Stariras and Sopoceni. These medieval historical monuments are visited by over 100,000 people a year. Stariras was a medieval Serbian town and the capital of the Serbian medieval state of Raška, whose name was derived from the fortress of Ras. The remains of the fortress are near the former marketplace town of Staro Trgovište, 11 kilometers west of Novi Pazar. The medieval town of Ras was a fortified city whose ramparts had an irregular, elongated base and were made of crushed stone and lime mortar. The tower with a semicircular base was in the south, and the main city gate in the west was defended with two towers. Residential buildings and cellars were located in the northern part of the city. Medieval Ras was first mentioned in the works of the Byzantine Emperor Constantine VII Porphyrogenitus, who mentioned this fortress when talking about the battles between Serbs and Bulgarians at the end of the 9th century. It was fought over and held alternately by the Bulgarians, Serbs and Byzantines, but during the 13th century Ras became the political and cultural center of Serbia, or rather, of Raška, as it was known then, and the capital of the first rulers of the most important Serbian medieval dynasty, the Nemanjic dynasty. 
in the 15th century, the city gained economic importance, the population became rich, and the trade developed rapidly, hence the name Staro Trgovisht. The Turks conquered the city in 1455, which heralded the decline in its importance. Peter's Church, that is, the Church of the Holy Apostles Peter and Paul, is one of the oldest sacred monuments in Serbia. There's no information regarding exactly when it was built, but it is mentioned as an episcopal seat in the 10th century. The church, the church has huge historical significance because Stefan Nemanja, the Serbian medieval ruler who is credited for the formation of Serbian national identity, was baptized in it. The church and territory would later officially become the Kingdom of Serbia under the rule of his son, Stefan. Peter's church has been continuously active as a Christian place of worship for more than 10 centuries. This is evidenced by numerous resurfacings done on the exterior facade and on the interior decorative frescoes. The building is on a circular base with a dome, and later additions included a gallery and a ring-shaped or annular nave. The three layers of frescoes date from between the 9th century to the late 13th century. Next to the church is a necropolis with a large number of monumental tombstones from the previous two centuries. Research and conservation works were carried out in the late 1950s and early 1960s, and archaeological excavations were done from 1984 to 1986. These excavations have been taken up again in the last few years. For all your needs related to life and disability insurance, critical illness insurance, visitor and travel insurance, dental and medical plans, RRSP and RASP, and income tax services, call Jovan Knežević at Jovan Financial Solutions at 416-697-4723, visit their website at www.icoveru.com, or send them an email at Jovan, that's J-O-V-A-N, at icoveru.com. Plan for your future. On the wooded hilltop above Novi Pazar stands the ruins of the monastery Đurđe Vistupovi, the endowment of Stefan Nemanja, the founder of the Royal Nemanjić dynasty. The complex consists of the Church of St. George, dining room, lodgings, cisterns, and walls around the entry tower. It was built at the end of the 12th century. The church area itself has a single nave with the altar space consisting of three apses. The frescoes are mostly in damaged condition. Some of them were transferred to the National Museum in Belgrade. With the addition of the apses on the east side, the entrance tower was turned into a chapel and the tomb of King Draguti Nemanjić at the end of the 13th century. At that time, a new dining room was built and the interior of the chapel was covered by frescoes with historical content. During Turkish occupation, this complex began to decline, only to collapse almost completely in the wars of the 20th century. Archaeological and restorative works were carried out between 1960 and 1982, so that the monastery's life was renewed at the end of this last century. The Sopočani Monastery, consecrated to the Holy Trinity, was built by King Stefan Uroš I, or Uroš the Great, grandson of Stefan Nemanja, between 1243 and 1276, not far from the source of the Raška River. He left behind an endowment that surpassed all previous Serbian churches in its beauty and size. The frescoes of the Church of the Holy Trinity in Sopočani represent one of the most impressive groups of frescoes 
from that entire Byzantine art period. Unusually gifted painters portrayed personalities and events from Christian history in a monumental and sublime way. Even today, they amaze with their vibrant color and excellent drawing. The frescoes created in the second half of the 13th century are a masterpiece, and the combination of a classical style based on harmony and beauty. In addition to the endowment of King Uraj the Great, it also serves as his burial place. The research of the monastery complex and the conservation and restoration works began in 1975 and continue to this day. The Gračanica Monastery was built in 1321 by King Milutin Nemanjic, the younger son of Uroš the Great, who ruled Serbia for almost 40 years. He was credited with expanding the borders of Serbia to Ohrid and Prilep. He consecrated the church to the Assumption of the Most Holy Mother of God. It is located in the village of Gračanica, 10 kilometers from Pristina, which is the administrative center of Kosovo and Metohija. The time between the 14th and 15th centuries was a period of great spiritual glory for the monastery. Hundreds of monks lived in Gračanica, who developed very strong spiritual and artistic activities. In the second half of the 16th century, it was the seat of the Metropolitan Bishop of Novo Brdo, who brought the first printing house to this monastery. Later, under the Turkish occupation of Serbia and the entire region, and because of the great Turkish misdeeds, the monastery was abandoned, and the church remained to serve the need of the parish. When many inhabitants died or left the area, Gračanica remained empty until Serbs from the surrounding area moved to the abandoned village and after many centuries of silence, the first service in the monastery was held. A more serious renovation of the monastery began in 1937, as well as the erection of the mausoleum and the Temple of Glory in Kosovo. But the war put a stop to this. After the Second World War, the nuns renovated the monastery and it became a convent. About 20 nuns still live in it today. After the war in Kosovo and Metohija in 1999, when the Serbian Orthodox Bishop of Raška and Prizren had to leave Prizren, the bishop's seat was transferred to Gračanica. Thus, the monastery regained its spiritual role, but it also became the national and political center of the Serbian people who remained in Kosovo. Gračanica Monastery is one of the most important monuments of Serbian culture. The monastic compound's Church of the Assumption of the Most Holy Mother of God was built on hewn stone laid alternately with bricks and has five domes and three apses. It was built in the form of a five-domed building with a base in the shape of a trefoil. It is one of the top architectural achievements of that time. In the middle of the 14th century, in the time of Prince Lazar, an exornarthex was added. The frescoes were completed by 1321. In the central dome below the image of Christ the Almighty, the heavenly liturgy, the prophets and the evangelists are all represented. The altar has Eucharistic and Old Testament themes. King Milutin and his wife Simonida, a Byzantine princess, were painted as divine rulers, as angels from heaven bring them crowns. The Nemenic family tree and the Last Judgment are painted in the narthex. There are also portraits of Serbian archbishops and patriarchs on the walls. Today, the monastery houses a significant collection of icons, among which is the oldest icon of Christ the Merciful from the 14th century. Works on the conservation of architecture and painting lasted until 1999, when Serbia was attacked by NATO forces. The monastery can be visited and you can spend the night in its residence, but guests are advised to contact the nuns before arrival. <laughs>
The Church of the Holy Virgin of Ljevish has been the cathedral of the Prizren Orthodox Serb bishops and metropolitans for centuries. The ancient Prizren church dedicated to the Mother of God was restored by King Miluti Nemanjic from 1306-07 on the remains of a 13th century cathedral which lay on the foundations of yet another early Christian church. The church is an architectural success with its five domes and trefoil surrounded by a hillside bypass and an artex with an open porch. It has a bell tower on the west side that includes images of Stefan Nemanja, Saint Sava and King Milutin. The oldest surviving frescoes are from the late 13th century and depict the wedding and healing of a blind man in Cana where Jesus Christ performed his first miracle. Today they are in the gallery of frescoes at the National Museum in Belgrade. The remaining frescoes are from the 14th century and show scenes of Christ's sufferings, miracles and parables, as well as portraits of saints and Serbian historical figures like Stefan Nemanja, Saint Sava and King Milutin. The Turks turned it into a mosque to adapt it to their needs. They used a masonry hammer to carve out the fresco so that the mortar would adhere to the wall, then they painted over it. Thus, the frescoes of exceptional value and among the most exemplary frescoes from the time of the Byzantine Paleologus dynasty around 1310 are permanently damaged. Particularly significant are the portraits of the founders and the procession of the Nemanjiches, the ancestors of King Milutin, who were painted in supernatural size. In the 1950s, conservation and restoration works on the architecture were renewed. The paintings were discovered under layers of lime, then were cleaned and retouched several times between 1969 and 79. Since the arrival of NATO forces in Kosovo, the Church of the Holy Virgin of Ljevish has been under the protection of German troops. However, that did not prevent Albanian vandals from shooting at it in March 2004 and burning it. At that time, the portraits of Nemanjic, the narthex and the paintings in the bell tower were severely damaged. Since July 2006, the church has been placed on the UNESCO World Heritage List. Both the church and other Kosovo Metohija monuments from that list are considered to be in danger. For all your needs related to life and disability insurance, critical illness insurance, visitor and travel insurance, dental and medical plans, RRSP and RASP, and income tax services, Call Jovan Knežević at Jovan Financial Solutions at 416-697-4723, visit their website at www.icoveru.com, or send them an email at jovan, that's J-O-V-A-N, at icoveru.com. Plan for your future. Near Pechka Bistrica, at the entrance to the Rugova Gorge, there's a group of churches under the common name the Patriarchate of Pech Monastery. It is one of the most important monuments of Serbian history. For centuries, it was the seat and mausoleum of the supreme dignitaries of the Serbian Orthodox Church, archbishops and patriarchs. Since its inception in the 13th century, the Patriarchate has gathered learned theologians, excellent writers and gifted artists who have left testimonies of their work in it. So even today, this is a place where a large number of important works of art are kept. There is also the natural monument of Shamdut in the Patriarchate. It is a legally protected black mulberry tree that is about 750 years old, located at the monastery gate. It was first protected in 1957. Saint Sava, born Rastko Nemanjic, 
established the first autocephalous archbishopric within the Byzantine Orthodox Church in 1219. It was the Serbian archbishopric, which was also called Žičko-Pečka. In 2019, Serbs all over the world celebrated to mark 800 years of autocephaly of the Serbian Orthodox Church. In 1346, during the reign of Tsar Dusan the Mighty, who was the last ruler of the Nemanić dynasty, the Serbian archbishopric was raised to the patriarchal status. It was also that year that the first Serbian patriarch, Ioannikia II, was named, with his seat in Pech. However, in 1459, the Serbian church came under the rule of the Ohrid archbishopric. It wasn't until 100 years later, in 1557, that the Grand Vizier Mehmed Pasha and his close kin Makarija Sokolovic, the then Serbian patriarch, managed to restore the independent Pech patriarchate. Later, in the middle of the 16th century, for the first time, all Orthodox Serbs came under one common ecclesiastical authority. In spite of the Turks, who ruled this part of the Balkans, the Serbian Church worked accordingly to the traditions of St. Sava without major obstacles. Subscribe for print or digital editions of Sun Magazine. With your subscription, you will help promote Serbian ethnic identity, culture, and traditions, as well as help develop new podcast content for our Canadian public and other listeners worldwide. At that time, until the middle of the 16th century, several churches and monasteries were built on Serbian-inhabited territories, including the Trebinje Monastery. The pre-existing monasteries were not touched by the Turkish authorities. It can be rightly said that the renewed Patriarchate of Pech did the most for Serbian national unification and took leadership of the people at a time when there was no other leadership. However, the uprisings and migrations of Serbs weakened the church at the end of the 17th and during the 18th century. Consequently, the church lost its independence in the Ottoman Empire in 1776 and the Patriarchate of Constantinople appropriated power over the Serbs. In the show Religious Mosaic of Serbia, it was said. Let's ask ourselves again. Do we know that we were never without our Jerusalem, even though throughout history the state borders changed and the state was born and later fell into decay? Do we know that the Patriarchate of Pech is our Jerusalem, Golgotha, and the resurrection of the whole soul of the people? Its patriarchal throne is the historical, current, and eternal seat of the Serbian Orthodox Church, whose real name is the Patriarchate of Pech, and its vaults are true heaven. Along the Bistrica, under the steep slopes of the Prokletia Mountains, stands the Visoki Dechani Monastery, or the Monastery of Christ the Savior the most significant endowment of the rich Nemanjic spiritual and architectural heritage. An important part of the historical memory and spiritual identity of the Serbian people is deeply woven into and preserved in its marbled walls, magnificent frescoes and sculptures. The monastery is the endowment of King Stefan Dechanski, the son of Kimilutin, and his own son, Tsar Dusan, the last Nemanjic. But the initiative for the construction was also given by Saint Sava, who chose the location for the building. However, he did not live to see the construction start. The work lasted from 1326 to 35, and the frescoes were completed in 1348. 
The monastery is consecrated to the Ascension of the Lord, which is depicted in the fresco dome under the name Christ the Almighty, or simply Almighty, Pantocrator in Greek. The monastery church is a five-nave building that belongs to the Rashka style of construction. The plan and structure of the Orthodox Church are dressed in Romanesque facades with an abundance of sculptural decorations. The frescoes have been preserved almost in their entirety. There are about a thousand individual figures and scenes in more than 20 mural cycles, so this fresco is the largest preserved source of Byzantine iconography. Historical portraits and the composition of the ruler's iconography are especially important. The Dechansky treasury is the richest in Serbia, with about 60 icons from the period of the 14th to 17th centuries, as well as old manuscripts and other religious objects. The collection of manuscripts at the Dechani Monastery is right behind the Hilandar Monastery in terms of its importance and wealth. The relics of King Stefan Dechansky and his daughter Jelena Dechansky are kept in the monastery. When the Turks wanted to turn Dechan into a mosque in 1692, a miracle happened that prevented them from doing so, which is attributed to Jelena. In order not to provoke a Serbian revolt before turning the church into a mosque, the Turks brought in a strong army and stockpiled a lot of ammunition in the tower. They placed their crescent moon with a star as a Turkish emblem on the bell tower above the gate. At the moment when the Turkish rite began and the army joined its commander and other Turkish dignitaries in the church, the ground shook, the figure of a guardian lion broke off and fell on the head of the religious elder killing him. The wall simultaneously cracked and the marble slabs between the graves of King Stefan and Jelena Dechansky broke. Then flames broke out, engulfing the church and all the Turks inside. In addition, a terrible storm began and a thunderbolt struck the crescent emblem on the tower, igniting the ammunition in it. The tower collapsed with the explosion and with the tower went the king's palace too. From all the rainfall, the Bistritsa River swelled and flooded the monastery's port, washing away everything in its path. The monastery is an immovable cultural property and a cultural monument of exceptional importance. Unlike the very well-preserved churches, almost all the other monastic buildings have lost their original appearance. Conservation works have been going on since the 1930s, primarily fresco cleaning and the renovation of the stone facades and cement plaster. In the spring of 2009, the Kosovo Postal Service issued postage stamps that showed the Visoki Dechani Monastery as an architectural treasure of Kosovo, without mentioning that it's part of Serbian culture and history. Studenica Monastery is the most important monastery complex of medieval Serbia. Today, it represents an important artistic and spiritual center of the Serbian people. It is located 57 kilometers from Kraljevo and was founded by Stefan Nemanja in 1190. The fortified walls of the monastery surround four churches, the Church of the Holy Virgin and the Church of the King, the Church of Saints Joachim and Anna, both built of marble, the Church of St. Nicholas and another church of which only the foundation remains. The monastery is especially famous for its frescoes from the 13th and 14th century. It is an extremely important immovable cultural property and cultural monument, so in 1986 it was included on the UNESCO World Heritage List. Since its founding in the 12th century, the monastic community has never interrupted its life and activities. The cultural periods it has gone through are recognized through its series of architectural and artistic achievements. 
the endowment and ancestral tomb of the Nemanjic dynasty served as a model for this line of rulers, not only as an incentive to build mausoleums that would resemble the Church of Holy Virgin, but also a place where they could make a personal contribution. After the initial construction of the ramparts in the central building, over time necessary additions were built to meet the needs of the Studenica Brotherhood, such as the dining room, Radoslav's Nartex, churches and lodgings. Along with builders, numerous painters worked on Studenica, marking the path of Serbian medieval painting with real masterpieces of 13th century Byzantine frescoes. Some of the prime examples of Serbian applied art are saved in the treasury. The Studenica Monastery is a cultural monument on which conservation works are constantly being performed. The monastery is open to the faithful and to tourists. Within the monastery complex, there are two lodgings for visiting guests. The first guest house is located in the immediate vicinity of the monastery complex on its eastern side. The terrace of this guest house faces the monastery complex. The other is slightly older and is located on the west side with the terrace facing the Studenica River. Subscribe for print or digital editions of Sun Magazine. With your subscription, you will help promote Serbian ethnic identity, culture, and traditions, as well as help develop new podcast content for our Canadian public and other listeners worldwide. Stečci are large medieval tombstones, usually decorated with rudimentary paintings, ornaments, or inscriptions. They were created from the 10th to the end of the 15th century. They are a unique spiritual, artistic, and cultural phenomenon that can be found only in Bosnia and Herzegovina, Serbia, Montenegro, and Croatia. So far, more than 66,000 Stechak tombstones have been found, of which 1,100 are in Serbia. In Serbia, the Stechak tombstones are mostly found in the Raška area of western Serbia, in the Zlatibor district. In Zlatibor, Stechak tombstones were found in almost every village, although many were destroyed because they were used as building material. The tombstones can weigh anywhere from 100 kilograms to 32 tons. Out of a total of 363 Stechak tombstones with inscriptions, over 350 of them bear inscriptions in the Cyrillic alphabet, which is now the official alphabet of the Republic of Serbia. A total of 28 Stechak tombstones were inscribed on the UNESCO World Heritage List in 2016 as a common treasure of Bosnia and Herzegovina, Croatia, Serbia, and Montenegro. Of the Stechak tombstones found in Serbia, one is located in the municipality of Bajna Bašta, and the other two are in Tara National Park. The decision to add them to the UNESCO list came from an understanding that special care must be taken toward maintaining the tombstones, since many are in neglected condition and have been left unattended. By entering the World Cultural Heritage List, Necropolises with Stechak tombstones will be protected from further decay and destruction. In Roman times, the imperial palace complex of Felix Romuliana was located near Gamzigrad. This complex has been on the UNESCO World Heritage List since 2007. This site was the residence of the Roman Emperor Galerius, Diocletian's son-in-law. Diocletian himself built it as a replica of the famous Diocletian's palace in Split. The construction of the palace on this magnificent estate began around the year 295 CE, but was never completed. It was then left to the Christian church in the 4th century. In the 5th century, it was destroyed by barbarian attacks. And in the 6th century, 
Justinian rebuilt it and turned it into a border fortress. The former imperial residence was finally abandoned with the arrival of the Slavs at the end of the 6th century. Researchers were looking for Gamzigrad for about 150 years. It was mentioned in two historical sources, but when the inscription Felix Romuliana was finally discovered in 1984, the mystery of where the city was located was solved. The Felix Romuliana Palace had 20 fortified towers, two pagan temples, three Christian churches, and floor mosaics of great artistic value. Felix Romuliana belongs to a special category of monuments of Roman imperial court architecture related exclusively to the period of the Tetrarchy. Archaeological excavations have revealed the remains of older and newer fortifications, but both fortifications were built only 10 years apart. The east and west gates are connected so that the space inside the ramparts is divided into two parts for different purposes. On the north side is the complex of the royal palace with a small temple and a monumental altar. In the southern half, there were facilities that were for public use and in service of the palace. Archaeological research began in 1953 and continues to this day along with conservation work. You were listening to the podcast of the Canadian-Serbian Sun magazine in which Kristina and I gave you a closer look at the immovable cultural heritage of Serbia under the protection of UNESCO. Stay tuned for future episodes where Sun collaborators will continue to introduce you to the traditions and culture of the Serbian people. Until next time, thank you for listening and greetings from the editorial staff at Sun magazine. The creation of this podcast was financially supported by the Government of Canada.